0: You came all the way out from Manhattan for this? Yeah, yeah, I did. So, what do you do? I'm a comedian. Are you? Let me ask you something. Where do you get your material? I hear a voice. What kind of voice? A man's voice, but he speaks in German, so I have to get it translated.
1: How come you keep tapping your head? Uh, It's a nervous tick. I'm on El Dopa. Hello,
0: and welcome to The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm Eric. On today's episode, we welcome actor, writer, and producer, John Putch. John has acted and directed in a number of films and TV shows, including One Day at a Time, Jaws 3D, The Sure Thing, Star Trek Next Generation, Home Improvement, scrubs ugly betty cougar town my name is earl blackish and american housewife but seinfeld fans will always remember him for playing the party guest who annoyed jerry in the season three episode the stranded and we're so glad he can join us today thank you for being with us john
2: my pleasure fellers good to see you good to be here
0: great to have you on here so before we discuss your role on seinfeld can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you first got into acting
2: Sure. Uh, I'm from a showbiz family. My mother uh, was an actress. Her name was Jean Stapleton. Some people might know that. She played Edith Bunker on All in the Family. And uh, my father was a theater director named uh, William Putch, and he had his own Summerstock Theater in uh, South Central Pennsylvania for 30 years. And he was a director. And uh, my family, my sister and I and my mother, And my father, we all worked at this theater uh, uh, growing up. And then once we got to California as a young actor and junior high school student, uh, you know, I started auditioning for shows uh, out there through the connections of my parents. And uh, lo and behold, I end up on All in the Family uh, as a guest spot, as a little fat kid. And uh, and and then I start then uh, the casting director of One Day at a Time walks by one one night and and says, hey, you want to read for a part tomorrow on the the one day at a time? And I look to my mom. She goes, yeah, go ahead. So I read for One Day at a Time and then I became a a semi regular on that show because they must have liked me and Norman Lear liked me. And so I started acting in television and, uh, you know, just kept at it all through high school and, and, uh, into college. And then I became a filmmaker and, uh, you know, I kept acting all through the eighties and nineties and, I uh, pretty much, uh, transitioned to directing in, in the mid nineties. And at the tail end, I was still acting, you know, around 2000, but I, I finally switched it off and just did television directing from that point on. And, uh, Seinfeld fell into the, you know, the very busy actor, section of my career, uh, in the nine, you know, early nineties, I believe this one was 91 ish or something. Yeah. 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 So 91, I was still a full, full blown actor. I was just making short films with my acting money and trying to get gigs, you know, trying to get people to notice me as a, as a director. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's how I'm in, in the biz. And uh, now I'm sort of at the end of the biz. I, you know, I'm, I'm Mr. Old old geezer director with a hundred and some odd episodes of TV under my belt, a bunch of TV movies, a bunch of features. And, you know, I'm sort of like the old guy now, but um, I got to say Seinfeld, you know, when you're an actor, as you know, this uh, you get residual checks, you know, over <laughs> your lifetime, they're the most annoying things ever. You, you know, they're like $2 or $3 or something. You're like, Oh my God, I got to process this stinking check. <laughs> you know for two dollars, and anyway, so you're for your life anyway, but over the years, you know, you see residuals of shows you've done that are constantly playing. Seinfeld tops the list. it eclipsed all in the family, it eclipsed any one day at a time. it eclipsed even the Star Trek next generation two episodes I did on that show and and that's saying a lot. Cause that thing run, those run all the time. So Seinfeld for this one scene in this one episode in season <laughs> two or three, uh, you know, it, it it I've never seen uh, so much checks. Now, granted, everybody, you know, they're they're down to like you know fifty cents at this point, but <laughs> you know, I have to process these checks still. You know, I gotta stamp <laughs> them. I gotta I gotta do the the i gotta endorse it and i gotta deposit it and they're like not worth shit so anyway it is well, that's it's pl- pretty funny though that show the power of that show it's on all it's never been off the air ever no as you know so anyway not well, that's, on pretty you yeah. well, that's
0: pretty funny that's pretty funny because uh there was an episode of seinfeld where jerry was did a little spot for a japanese tv show and they kept sending him residual checks for like 12 cents oh and his okay, kid was okay. Cramped from signing so many of them so the so that happens yeah. in real life that's funny yeah
2: Yeah. Finally, uh, screen actors guild got direct deposit about three, four years ago. And it like it, it was a life changer because now you don't have to, you know, they literally just, they, they send you an email and say, yep, here comes $2. Right. And that's it. So thank God for that. But yeah, that's funny. I'm, I, every actor knows that and goes through it, but it's a testament to the power of that show, you know? And, you know, I get, I've been on television since I was like 12 and, uh, They the the people that I know or don't know, you know, who know my name will go, hey, I saw you on Seinfeld the other night. I mean, that's like comes up all the time. And I look nothing like (laughs) I did then. Nothing. So (laughs) so the fact that that show is so powerful is is pretty amazing.
1: Yeah. So how did the role on Seinfeld first come about?
2: You know, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Mark Hirschfeld was the casting director, I think. And he was a great guy, and he actually came out of uh, Tandem Entertainment as well, the Norman Lear side, uh, I I believe. And he, you know, casting directors move around just like actors do and writers do. So I think it was Mark, anyway. And at the time, you know, I, as small an actor as I was, there are people in the circles that know you and go, this, you know, hey, he's funny, he's good, let's, you know, let's bring him in. But you know, there weren't like 58 people per role like there are now, you know, there there might have been like a dozen anyway. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't remember the audition. But it was really simple because, you know, that that moment that I had was so small and uh, for some reason I got it and, uh, you know, show up for the table read on Monday. And it, it ran like a regular sitcom. You'd all sit around the table and you'd read through the script and there'd be laughter and then there'd be a bunch of notes taking and then you'd you'd either put it up on its feet and rehearse or they'd send you home you know cuz they were going to rewrite something uh I don't remember I don't remember us being sent home ever uh, on this show uh so we we got up and rehearsed and you know blocked it and all that stuff and you know the as as the week went on but you know, I remember the shooting of it mostly. I, I really don't remember much about the audition because, you know, you go on hundreds of those things.
0: Right. And were you familiar with the show at all beforehand or did you ever see Jerry perform stand up? Yes. And yes, my um, my
2: sister was in the uh, She I think she was an associate producer of of the pilot of Seinfeld. And what that role is is it means you're you're really paying attention to the post-production aspect of it you know the sound mix and the color correction all this stuff it's a it's, it's, so my sister was working on seinfeld she worked on the pilot because her boss the line producer or upm was did did the pilot and uh, so i i'd heard about it and yes i had seen I had seen Jerry stand up because one night, I mean, we used to go to the improv, which was a, a comedy club in L.A. on Melrose, you know, in the 80s. And one night, I swear to God, I this is who was on the bill, uh, Jay Leno, Steve Wright, Jerry Seinfeld and uh, um, um, Bobcat Goldfwait. And who else was on it? Uh, it, it was like a, just a show of shows. They all just showed up that night, and they all did the most amazing show ever. Wow. And uh, and Jerry was there, and, you know, he knocked it out of the park. And, uh, you know, yeah, of course, I knew the show. Everyone was watching it. So it was really fun, fun to get there. And they were all just great. Everybody was really nice.
0: And did you film all your scenes in front of the audience?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we they, they did them all in front of an audience. Sometimes they do little their little uh, scenes where they were outdoors or something. You know, you'd you'd go shoot those like early in the week. Um, I don't know if they were doing a lot of that in season two. It was shot as a season two, but aired in season three. I don't know. Something like that. But um, it uh, it was in front of a live audience and there were mm, three or four film cameras. And, you know, they'd roll around just like the tape cameras and, you know, you you would do the whole scene and they do two passes as uh, as they often do. One, one set of mediums and one set of close ups and, uh, you know, in front of the audience and then you'd move on to the next scene. So.
1: And how did they build that set? Because w- was it where Jerry's apartment was or was it a different location?
2: You mean the set of the uh, of Jersey party that we were at? yeah yeah it was called they call those swing sets and every week when there's a different location uh they they build a set literally to the left or to the right of their main set so in the middle in the middle is Jerry's apartment and then usually there'd be you know uh, the stand up thing that he stands and does stuff in there'd be the coffee shop in our case there was that little supermarket you know that the opening scene took place in that you know uh george insults somebody and uh you know and they build it they build extra sets as they need them so you know you you they tear them down and build new ones per week depending what the new script asks for and that that apartment or house we were in was literally just literally next door to to jerry's apartment and they just roll the cameras over there and shoot it you know just like i love lucy just like any sitcom that shot even today they're all the same
1: yeah it's funny. A little
2: bit of TV magic.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was wondering because it seemed like a really big set for season two. It so. was wide.
2: Yeah. It was yeah. wide because they had the guy over there with the, the, the peanut guy, <laughs> with, you know, with Elaine and they had, you know, and I'm on the couch with Seinfeld and, and the third person, I don't know where they were, but yeah, it had, to, and there were, you know, extras and stuff. So they had to move around from space to space. Um uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah, and like we were saying before, um, this episode was filmed in season two. It didn't come out till the following year, though. And it's rumored that Larry David wasn't really happy with this episode. So do you remember what Larry was like on the set and if he seemed frustrated at all or anything? You know, I
2: just heard that because I re- reread the uh, trivia on it before we recorded here, and I had no idea that that was the case. But Larry was... Um, always there and was always conferring silently with Jerry. So, you know, we, there'd be a rehearsal or you'd do a scene or you'd run through it and can't whatever. And and then there you'd see them over there, just like, you know, talking amongst themselves. And I don't, I don't even know that I met Larry. He seemed like when I was there, I had no idea that he was the creator of the show. I literally had, I mean, the, the writers were present, but they none of they didn't really talk to me because I was, you know, little guest cast guy and they, you know, they just don't they just don't talk to you. You know, they're busy. So, you know, I don't know who uh, I forgot who else was credited on on this episode. Uh, but I remember seeing Larry Charles on the set and uh, I recognized him. But, you know, Larry, you know, who I'm a big fan of now, obviously, (laughs) Uh, you know, I I don't I I, it it didn't occur to me or did I no one told me this is Larry David. He runs the show, but he was very to himself and private and kept kept with uh, Jerry and talked and talked. And I don't ever remember being spoken to by by uh, by Larry. But if Larry, if you're listening, I, I freaking howl every stinking time i watch your show on hbo i (laughs) howl so
0: (laughs) oh i'm sure larry listens to this every week he's a a loyal fan
1: (laughs) and what about jerry what was it like performing that scene with him and did you get to interact with him at all in between takes
2: yes i got well jerry i had a scene with so and he he was great we we had some laughs uh i didn't you know i was no sycophant guy i was probably one of the easier people he sat next to for, you know, to work with. And, uh, you know, we we chit, chit chatted a bit. And, um, you know, it, it worked out well. I mean, I must have been doing it okay, because nobody said, hey, do this instead, or do that instead. So, luckily, it, it was fine. And uh, I, I remember it being a positive experience. And and then, like, I don't know, like a month later, I ran into him at the shopping mall and, and you know, coming down the escalators, I was going up, you know, and he, he, uh, he used to call me Putch, he'd go, "Puch." And, and I'd call him sign, you know, and, uh, and so coming down the, down the escalator, you know, we look at each other and he goes, "Puch," and I go sign you know and the, it was, how you doing good you know as we pass each other and it was just you know a seinfeld moment anyway he remembered that's me. that's great <laughs> today he would not remember me i'm sure but funny guy watch his shows too yeah comedians getting coffee come on it was pretty oh,
0: great yeah. and the and the stand-up specials are just oh, oh yeah cool. they're great yeah no he's yeah. a
2: good guy he's we had a good time uh that was a positive experience and uh you know everybody else was nice i, I you know i interacted with chickless a little we had nothing to do with each other but You know, he was, he was cool. And I think he had just come off doing the John Belushi TV movie. He was the first guy to play Belushi after his death. And, uh, so he was, you know, kind of, uh, celebrity esque. Mm. And, um, I got to talk to, uh, what was our girl's name that Terry, Terry Austin, who's been in a million things. We had, we had a good conversation. Um, didn't have much to do with, uh, Julia and, uh, nothing with Kramer. I would have loved to have done something with him, but, uh, you know, they were all there. We all, you know, we did a show for an audience and, you know, that's the way it was, but because you're, you know, when you're the little part, you know, you're, you're just a guest really. So you, you, you do your job and you shut your mouth and, you know, and you're pleasant and you get out of there.
0: Makes sense.
2: Yeah. 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 And, uh, The director was Tom Chironis, who cracked me up. I mean, this guy, I think he was a former DP. I'm not uh, he he was something prior to being a director of episodes. And he wore he, you know, he's a big, imposing guy, tall and large. And he wore like a fishing vest, like a tackle vest, you know, a, a tactical vest with pockets and, you know, hooks and all that stuff. And uh, he was about as calm as you could get. I think he had a a pipe and uh, he was the most laid back director I've ever seen in sitcom ever. I mean, he just was beyond hands off and uh, and didn't didn't mind. I mean, because, you know, because Jerry and Larry were really doing a lot of the work with the jokes and the you know, in the direction and, you know, any, any notes for the actors and stuff, which is what happens on a sitcom and the television director, as I know full well, just, you know, wait, waits for that to happen. And then they continue shooting the rest of the, the, the day's work uh, for those people. So he was, he was a great guy. I I don't, I don't know what became of him, but he was, uh, he was pleasant and, uh, you know, knew what he was doing, knew where to put the cameras and, you know, he was, he was a nice guy. Yeah. And then, you know, years later, I'm I, you know, I worked a lot on that on that lot, that uh, CBS Radford lot over there in Studio City. I live very close by. And, uh, you know, I, the, the building says this, you know, the stage is Seinfeld on it. I mean, and it was actually <laughs> one of the newer stages they built on the back side of the thing. And, uh, you know, I did I directed so many shows over there and, you know, I'd walk past it all the time and look at it and go, hey, that's. That's where the Seinfeld was that I did, and you know, here I am directing Grounded for Life over here, or How American Housewife over there, or you know, whatever it may be. And uh, it's it's pretty fun to you know see the plaque is still there. They're they're good about that over there. They
0: keep yeah, of course, especially right. for something like Seinfeld. You know, you gotta. Yeah, you gotta have. I that. mean, they <laughs> must they must have tours or something. You know, they, <laughs> right. then, hey, look, there's the Seinfeld stage. So. Oh man. <laughs> yeah.
1: And getting back to your episode for a second, I just have to say that I actually grew up on Long Island, and I have a friend who's a Seinfeld fan, and whenever he would come out from the city, I would say to him, you came all the way out from Manhattan for this?
2: <laughs> <So>. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> was that, was it, who said that line? That was you. Oh, it was? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember that. Oh, now it makes, yeah. I remember I remember the uh, uh, some people say I'm funny. I remember that
0: part.
1: <laughs> uh, that's well, I I loved those scenes at the party. I kind of wish that the whole episode just took place at that party. I thought once the party ended, it sort of got kind of weird with Michael Chiklis coming to Jerry's apartment and then the yeah. whole thing with the prostitute. It kind of went spiraled yeah, I, out of control.
2: I got to say that show took off the next season. It You know, one and two were were. Touch and go I thought that one The one I was in I didn't Think it was particularly strong But uh man The next season boom That thing just shot out of a cannon. everything every single episode Was funny and then it never stopped I think
0: yeah Definitely although there are some Gems in season one and two Yeah I think you know we we both I think Eric and I would both agree yeah like you know Even though they're not the strongest episodes Necessarily mm-hmm. but still you know it's the beginning you know it's where it all comes from
1: oh absolutely definitely season two i mean it's got some of those classics the chinese restaurant and the phone message and the pony remark and you know the deal there's just some great episodes for sure
2: they really were finding their way and that's uh you know today they that wouldn't that wouldn't stand a chance that would have been off after you know one season they wouldn't have given it a chance yeah i mean that you know it it took three years for that to take off that show
0: and uh, how many takes did you shoot of that scene?
2: I don't know. Maybe two, two or three. And then, you know, because you do, when you do multi cam, you do two or, th- you know, two or three passes of different camera angles each. You know, you start wide and then you tighten up, and everybody gets a, a single or a cross two or something like that. And so it, knowing all that went on in that scene, I don't know. We probably did it maybe three times three, four at the four tops. Cause you know, they're good. Those camera guys are good. They can like roll over and get like, you know, they get my little piece. And then, you know, while I'm talking, the two other cameras that aren't working, will go over there and land on Elaine and, uh, and the guy, the peanut guy. And, uh, you know, and then they're ready to go. When that line starts, there's two cameras on that scene. And then the two guys that were on me now move over and go to Chiklis and George or whoever. So it's like, they're rolling around constantly. It's fascinating. You must have gone to tapings of shows in your life. You guys have you not?
1: Well, I've been to like the Tonight Show and shows like that Saturday Night Live. Uh-huh. Um, but I've never well, been to a sitcom filming.
2: Yeah, they're fascinating. I mean, the mechanics are amazing. Uh, so any show that's live audience where you, you know, like Friends or Cheers or these, you know, Seinfeld, that type of show. Uh, well, SNL's kind of that way. If you saw what was going on on that show, I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, all the the, the movement, you know, that, while other stuff's happening, it's quite distracting as an audience member because you're like looking at where are they going, you know, and right? They're still doing the scene over here, so right, it's it's fascinating to watch. Uh, I recommend it if you never have. It's fun to, you know, you can always get tickets to those things. I don't know what. Multicam shows shoot in New York now that are half hour. I really don't. There's just a ton of drama there. But you can always get tickets. You just call and get them.
0: Yeah. And you also had a brief scene with Jason in this episode when he shakes your hand as you're leaving the party. So do you have any memories of being with him on the set that week?
2: Well, first of all, I don't remember that (laughs) at all. I'm (laughs) sure it's true. And if I watch the episode, I go, oh, yeah, I left and I shook his hand. Uh, he was, you know, funny guy, theater guy. I think we knew some of the same people and, uh, he was very friendly and, um, uh, but you know, I didn't, you know, I'm not, I'm not in there. I'm the guy that doesn't get in their faces when I'm doing, doing my job, especially, especially when you're the bit player. So like if I was the guest star, you know, different story, I might've had a relationship with these guys, you know, if I was the chickless character or something. But um, it was all pleasant. And uh, I remember Jason being being really nice and friendly and uh, talk. He would talk to me. And when when we had a moment to talk, Uh, that was, you know, that was it. I mean, because the show was still new. So, you know, they were still like excited about it and nervous every 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 time they did an episode. And, you know, when I was there, it was kind of the same thing. You know, they they weren't season six and all, you know, uh, gold yet. And there's a huge difference when you when you visit a show like that, you know, when you come to a show late in the game and it's established and everybody's rich and everybody has houses and everybody has an agenda. It's a whole different story. Uh, Back then, this this one was, you know, they were all still finding their way and making you know trying to make you know there was nerves there was still nerves back then i do remember uh michael richards practicing over and over again his door entry stuff bits and i remember he would always crack jerry up they could could not get through a scene when richards walked in there was always they were always breaking up over him so they they loved michael richards you could tell and uh but but i i caught him rehearsing his door you know entrance bits behind the set which was you know fascinating now because that you know that's a hallmark of his character is banging through that door like that and uh i i i saw him working it and practicing it which was uh which was really fun now that you, you know you know when you know the show you uh you 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 now think about those things and go, Oh my god, he was like working that like it was, you know, science that, yeah. that stuff. So that was fun. I do remember that.
1: Oh, that's so fascinating. I love hearing do you remember specifically what he would be doing, like to work on his bits? Yeah,
2: he was he was working, you know, in between scenes before his scene, he would be in the doorway of Jerry's apartment. And he would be like, you'd see him practicing that little, you know, that burst through the door that he does. And he would he'd be talking to himself you know he'd be working his lines out and like the entrance and how he slides in and whatever he did. You know, he was like, you know, it was like a, a physical, athletic, balletic, balletic thing he was doing. And and I I saw him doing it and he he was, you know, he's a master at it. So it's it's true farce what he used to do, you know. He'd fall down, you know, all the pratfalls he used to do, and mm-hmm. the door openings, and you know all that stuff. Yeah, he was that was fun. It was fun to watch. I do remember that, uh, which was really great to see. And I remember that, you know, he would try to crack Jerry up all the time, and it would work. And so there was a lot of cracking up, and you know, going back and doing that line again, which the audience loved. You know, yeah, really they love that
0: stuff amazing <laughs> uh, yeah
2: it's good it was fun
0: yeah i can imagine that must have been so much fun to watch that and yeah fun you know even though it was early on and it wasn't like the show was this huge success it's like still just so much fun to watch these people work i'm sure
2: yeah and it really you know I so many years as an actor on those ty- type of shows when i started directing those types of shows it it was really uh it it yeah, I, I was, I was into the, uh, you know, letting people find whatever shit they wanted to do. I, w- I was so, you know, relaxed and easygoing about whatever an
1: actor wanted to do. And, and, uh, it helped me as a, as a director. <clears throat> and did you see Julia's famous scene when she says maybe the dingo ate your baby?
2: Yeah, totally. Wow. We watched the whole thing. Uh, that was, was that in the, uh, that was in the, was that in the apartment or was that in the, uh, in the uh, party scene, because that's it's, I just can't remember. I can't place it. That was at the party. Yeah. It was at the party. Yeah. Cause it happened like to my left. Cause while, <laughs> yeah, you know, cause... while they're over there doing that scene, you know, I'm, I'm, we're still on the couch, you know, even though the attention's over there where, you know, everybody's p- playing their little party thing. And, and I just sat there with Seinfeld. We just did this most of the time when we were off camera, <laughs> you know, we'd look at each other and, Smile and, you know, until until we knew we were coming back on camera. So. But, yeah,
1: I remember that. Sure. Right.
2: That was right. That's right. The dingo ate my baby. God. Yeah,
1: it's a classic moment. <laughs> it is. Uh, years later, years oh, later,
2: I uh, I uh, actually uh went into uh, I had a meeting to direct uh Julia's show that her and her, her husband did. It was the show right after Seinfeld that she did where it had a timestamp running on the bottom yeah. of the screen. And I, I remember, I don't yeah, remember, I don't remember the title, but
1: I think it was uh, watching Ellie. That's it. That's it.
2: Yeah, I went I went in and met with her as a director because I was directing at that point. And uh, I'm not certain she remembered me. I, I reminded her of it. And she 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 said, you remind me of my husband or my boyfriend, when I was on, when I did the show on Seinfeld, she said, you remind me of my, my boyfriend who was uh, Brad. Uh, what's her husband's name? Brad, Brad Hall. Brad Hall. Yeah. It was Brad Hall. Cause she met him on SNL. So anyway, it was, it was her, her it was her boyfriend during Seinfeld. And by the time I met with her and him for the show uh, to direct, they were married And uh, I reminded her of that comment. She she remembered nothing about it. So
1: So did you notice if Larry or Jerry rewrote any of the scenes or tried out different jokes during the filming?
2: I'm sure they did. There was a Mm -hmm. lot of, you know, they do on shows like that. They do alternate jokes or alternate lines. So they'll try one, you know, and then on the next pass, you know, Jerry and Larry will be like this and they'll or they'll come over and say, okay, we're going to say this instead. And they'll try a new line that the audience hasn't heard to see if they get a bigger laugh. It's usually an alternate joke. They call them alts. So they did that a lot. That was just commonplace. But I don't remember any specifics.
0: And who did you spend the most time with on set that week?
2: Uh, I remember Terry Austin and I kind of hung out and Chickless and the dude that uh, played one of the other party guests, the guy, the guy, the, the, the peanut, the George Washington, uh, yeah, Yeah. the peanut guy, you know, that's the, all I remember is that that was part of the joke. He was talking about George Washington Carver and boring the shit out of her. So (laughs) anyway, he was a really cool guy. And we, we, we got, you know, we hung out a little bit. Uh, I don't remember who I went to lunch with. I don't remember. I don't remember much about the, except the rehearsals and the, and the shooting of it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I visualize who I was friendly with and but I couldn't give you specifics. But I do remember that I had really nice talks with Terry Austin and I had a couple of nice exchanges with Chickless and uh our friend, the George Washington Carver guy. <laughs> and uh Jason. I remember I uh, had a nice couple of nice chats with him because I think he knew of my parents and their theater connections and i think he was aware of that and uh you know showed me a little respect
0: so yeah nice yeah we've heard that jason was just a really nice guy and very approachable yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so like you mentioned this episode was very early on in the show's run and some of the cast and crew seemed a little nervous But how would you describe the overall vibe on set during the actual filming compared to some of the other shows you worked on at that time? Well, it was uh,
2: there was it felt like there was a little more pressure. And maybe, again, that's because it was early on in its life. Uh, And on the other hand, you go across the lot and work on Bob Newhart, you know, or the the second Newhart show where he was the innkeeper in Vermont. I did that a couple of times and it was uh, just a relax fest you know, you'd, you'd come in in the morning and Bob would be sitting at the head of the table with his daily variety. And he'd be, you know, reading the variety with his Ben Franklin's and everything up until like one minute before the table read. And he would put it down, you know, you walk in and you go, Hey, good morning, you know, and everybody was just super lax. And Peter Scolari was sweet and Mary Fran and all those guys. And, uh, yeah, I knew I knew some of the crew even I knew a lot of some of the camera guys and boom guys were from one day at a time. And uh, so I don't know. It was it was a whole different uh, different vibe wherever you go. It's different. And uh, the Seinfeld was well, while every, well, while everyone was it was pleasant. It was there was just a bit more uh, angst there. And I'm it's got to be because they were all just trying to do the best show and not not get canceled. <laughs> if that's what it, if that's what was going on at the time. Or they were just, you know, comedians. What do you expect,
0: right? <laughs> right. <laughs> they took the comedy very
1: seriously.
2: Yeah, took the comedy very seriously.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm just thinking, you said that you called Jerry Sign, and in that episode, Jerry refers to himself as Sign when he asked Kramer to come pick him up. So, did they get that from you?
2: Yeah, no, 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 no. We did it because that was on the episode.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely why I was calling him Sign.
1: <laughs> that's great <laughs>
0: yeah
2: yeah. it was it was a funny bit
1: did they reach out to you at all to let you know that the episode wasn't going to air on time
2: no i don't even know that happened until i read it recently before our talk i had no idea <laughs> no i just remember i don't even remember what when i did it but whenever it aired was not the same time it was shot it was shot months before so right um so, no, no, I didn't know anything about that.
0: What did you enjoy most about being on the show
2: that week? I, I, I got to say, it must have been. It must have been watching Michael Richards work out his business at the door. I mean, you know, I think about all the things I remember. And, I'm, you know, Jerry was pleasant and we had some laughs and I thought that was nice. He was cool. But fly on the wall moment would would have to be watching Michael do his thing working out his door bit.
1: <laughs> you know, which was <laughs> right. so
2: important to him and ended up being really important, you know, for the show. I mean, it's one of the funniest that I laugh, you know, huge guffaws when he when he flies through that door. You know, does oh. his flinch, you know, his you know, his his weird stuff. Anyway, yeah. that's all worked out, you know. Anyway, the, the door bit was fun. That that was the, probably the best memory I have.
1: Yeah, what I love about him is whether we talk to someone who was in season one or season nine, they all say the same thing. They just talk about how focused he was and just how much more he rehearsed than any of the other cast members.
2: Yeah, I have no doubt that's true. That makes total sense, knowing what I know about him and that you know one brief week I spent there. Yeah.
1: And before we move on to our final segment, uh, is there anything we didn't ask you about your time on Seinfeld that you'd like to share with us?
2: No, I think we got it. Uh, I'm, I think I think I went through everything there. So uh, I can't believe we got squeezed this much time out of out of my little bit there. But uh, we did.
1: Absolutely. And so before we let you go, we're just going to move on to our final segment. It's called This, That and the Other. So basically, we just ask you a question and then the first thing that comes to mind, you let us know. So first question, what is your favorite film?
2: OK, the first one that pops into my mind, it's in my top five is The Godfather. Uh, also in that top five, I know you didn't ask me this, is Fargo, the movie.
1: Wow, love that movie.
2: And believe it or not, Godfather um, 2 is also in the top five. That is. Um, <laughs> I, You know, but Godfather can, comes to mind as, as number one, and I just can't I can't top it. It's just can't turn it off when it comes on. Can't believe it when I watch it. So yeah. I guess that would right now that's the one. And I you know and I don't pick favorites and I don't collect movies. So
0: yeah. Favorite band or musician?
2: Uh, it, it, it's going to be two bands. It's Crosby, Stills and Nash and Chicago.
0: The oh, top. I love the Chicago. Top. Yeah. They're 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 incredible. So underrated.
2: Yeah. yeah. And so I guess whoever the artist is in those, whoever you want to pick, those are the ones. But they're they're the ones that play most. Uh, I do not listen to Eagles. I'm tired of Eagles. I don't need (laughs) to hear them ever again. Uh, If I hear Hotel California one more time on the radio, I'm going to I'm going to shoot somebody. So (laughs) but Chicago. Yeah. CSN.
0: Every time, never. Hotel never California's get tired of got it. nothing on twenty-five or six to four. That's right. <laughs> Favorite story working on the set of a film or TV show.
2: Oh man, this is a whole nother episode. Uh, <laughs> I, I I directed uh, I directed uh, a mini series of The Poseidon Adventure, and uh, and and it was an amazing cast. It was an all star cast, and uh, I have. Some amazing Rutger Hauer moments, you know, rest in peace, that uh, that he put us through on that movie that are are wild and amazing and fun, but torturous at the time. I also directed a, a movie, a B movie, that had Dennis Hopper in it, and I got to work with Dennis Hopper, and he, he both terrified me and exhilarated me because. I learned I learned how to deal with a true celebrity on on that experience and uh that was pretty fun and then as an actor favorite of all time and there's there's podcasts I've done about this subject I'm about to tell you about where I talk about the entire uh, thing but I was in the Generations movie the first Generations film and okay. I had a scenes with Shatner on the bridge of the enterprise and it was the most hilarious you know week of filming i've ever because that guy is everything you've ever heard about him (laughs) (laughs) and and i and i got and i memorized every single thing he did all day long and i would run home and tell my wife and my sister i go you won't believe what he did today listen (laughs) to this and i would i would regale the story of what happened today on the set and uh That was fun. And there's an there's entire podcast devoted to this that I've done in the past couple of years. I can send you if you want. And and uh, and it's just truly, truly hilarious and amazing. And uh, and John Alonzo was the DP on that. And he's pretty famous. So so those were fun. Those were fun milestones.
0: (laughs) Amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. If you could pick one show to direct, what show would it be and why?
2: That's a good one. Well, I love Ozark.
1: Oh, Great show.
2: And uh, and I loved Game of Thrones. Uh, And those are types of shows that I never get a shot at because I'm the comedy guy. And the few the few uh, dramatic shows I've done, you know, aren't at that same level. So no one sees them. But uh, those would have been uh, truly exhilarating to do because you're uh, in television the director is really uh a diminished role to what you would imagine uh, uh compared to a movie you know you're um you're really directing someone else's shit and uh so you're you're not necessarily your your vision of it is not necessarily welcomed sometimes or appreciated so but those shows, when I watch those, they're director-driven for sure. Those type of shows, and uh, that would be a, a great that would have, that would those two, two, two of the top that I would you know love to be involved with. And then let me go British with with you now and say any Downton Abbey or any Crown episode, forget about it. I you know period British powdered wig. I'm in. I mean, that would be. I would get up at four in the morning to do those shows, you know.
1: <laughs> so. right.
2: Yeah, I'm. A, you know, I'm an old guy, so that's the, what the old guys like now. But uh, yeah, those those are the shows that would be cool would be cool to direct. And it's you know, I'm sad I never got in there. But once you're once you're in the comedy world, you know, and you do and you do. Uh, you know, I've done a lot of B movies and B shows in my life, and while I think they're hilarious and fun. I'm fine with it, but, you know, there's a there's a snob appeal to uh, to your resume and, you know, they'll look and see, Jesus Christ, he's done 39 episodes of Cougar Town or whatever it is. And, you know, he he's not going to be where I don't want to see this guy for Ozark. You know, that's how that's that's how they they look at it. Go, "Mm, no, let's get this guy who did a dark brooding hundred thousand dollar vampire movie instead let's get that guy or girl so yeah today it's girl so (laughs) uh (laughs) so yeah so but that would would have been fun those are cool shows
0: what actor would you like to work with someday
2: well uh annette benning comes to mind i i think it would be really great to work with her oh my god there's so many there's so many Um, but usually I gravitate towards the old, the old dames, you know, for some reason, Uh, you know, Jane Fonda, you know, Lily Tomlin, that would have been fun to do that show. And, uh, I like that era of, of actors and actresses because there's no nonsense, you know, they, 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 there's no fucking around. They, they, they understand it and they want to do it and they want to go home and, uh, and they're good. So I like, I like that, that school, you know, the, that school of actor
1: favorite film you ever directed.
2: Well, I got, I got to say it. It's I did a trilogy of micro budget films called the route 30 trilogy. And that, those are my favorites. They're just, they're just me and nothing but me. They, they're quintessential me and my sensibility. And, uh, you know, they they're, <laughs> I would have to point to those. I mean, I've done some really some good stuff outside of that as well. But those are special to me and they they just hold up for me. (laughs) (laughs) So I would go with those. Uh, Big budget uh, commercial wise. uh, See, you know, you do a good job, but then when you hand it in, they sometimes they just don't come. They don't you know, they get changed and you don't. It's not the same thing you get, you hand it in. So they're never the same once you let them, you know, once you turn it in. So I can't really point to any television. I've done a lot of great independent movies though. There's a movie called Valerie Flake that I did that my uh, wife produced and we got into Sundance with back in 99, that was quite, quite nice. And that that helped me be taken seriously uh, as a filmmaker. So that, that was kind of a milestone, but yeah, I'd have to say the trilogy was fun, fun, good leave behind, loved everything about it. Still in touch with everybody involved, you know, cultish almost. So.
1: And final thing, favorite moment of your career so far?
2: Well, it has to be today.
1: Of course. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that goes without saying.
2: No, I'm yeah. sure everybody says that. <laughs> uh, favorite, favorite moment of my career. God. You guys, this is this is heavy. This is deep. <laughs> I mean, this is like This is Steve Harvey would wouldn't even
1: ask. You, you weren't me. expecting this. No, this no, I
2: you know.
1: <laughs> you thought this was you, just a silly cycle. Yeah. You Jesus. were expecting to talk to us for like five minutes about your so one wait, line.
2: <laughs> I know. So what's the, wait a minute. what is the question? What is my what is it?
1: Well, a favorite moment of your career, but it could be anything. It could be like a Uh-oh. proudest moment, it could be uh you know, it's just something that sticks out to you that makes you happy.
2: I'd have to go I'd have to go general. Um I used to act at this theater that my father was the director, artistic director at, and I remember uh learning how to be a young man and a young actor on this stage and I always wanted to to make him proud and please him with my work that he, you know, gave me the opportunity to do on his stage in, in a big way. I mean, I grew up and started playing the leading man at this place. And, uh, I just, I just remember always, uh, looking to him for, for approval and hoping that I did a good job for him and didn't embarrass him. So I guess that, you know, That's not really an answer to your question, but it I do recall moments like that uh, on on stage thinking that or doing the best I could, you know, for for my dad at his theater, you know, which was his life. So Um, otherwise, I, you know, I, I can't I can't pinpoint anything that's. I like to say, you know, when I did, uh, you know, this show, I just (laughs) can't, you know, they're, you know, working actor, you know, when you come from the theater, you're poor and you know, you, you, you're, you're check to check. And then when you get thrust, you go to Hollywood and you start doing television. If you, the mentality of working actor and starving actor stays with you, unless you're the person that just gets sent to the head of the line and boof, you're a star. They don't understand where, where you, most actors come from so as a result i i'm not my body of work is literally working it's 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 day job you know it's turning the wrenches on the nuts and bolts on the on the model t is really what what my career was and uh and every job you had that's literally what you thought as you were doing it because and you were wondering okay i hope i can get something next month, you know, to fill in next month, you know, maybe I can get an episode of whatever. And uh, so that's kind of been my attitude. I've never really had uh well, I've had glimpses and, and brushes with uh, bigness, you know, it, it, you know, I never really catapulted to the, to the front of the line. And with any notoriety, I was just happy to be working class guy because that's the type I am. And that's what, you know, that's what I, you know, that's what I majored in really. So, so I don't, you know, yeah, it's it's just a mentality, I guess. So I, I was always working. So nothing ever was that special. Everything was great. And I was just hoping it would lead to something else.
1: Well, thank you so much, John. I mean, I know you feel like you had a very small, insignificant role on Seinfeld in an episode that Larry David hated, but I thought you were great today and it was just a pleasure to talk to you. So thanks again.
2: My pleasure. I'm happy to do it. And it's nice to meet you guys and continued success. And it's good you're doing this and, uh, you know, glad, glad I could contribute.
0: Well, we thank you for your contribution and your contribution to Seinfeld. Like I do love those lines that you have, even though it's that one scene. So thank you so much for coming on and thank you for all your stories. You got it. Anytime. Take care. All right. Okay. Have a bye good bye. night. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email us at the place to be Seinfeld at gmail.com. You can also find our show on Facebook at the place to be a Seinfeld podcast, Twitter at TPTB Seinfeld and Instagram at the to be dot podcast. You can find our show on anchor, Spotify, Google podcasts, breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like, please rate and review. It really helps us out. Until next time, be sure to hang up your pants for the perfect crease.
2: You know, people tell me I'm a funny guy. <laughs>